Memphis Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Remembering a First Lady. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka. On this Monday, November 20th, glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter has died at the age of 96. The wife of former President Jimmy Carter passed away at her home yesterday with family at her side. There are signals that a hostage agreement may be getting closer between Israel and Hamas. Hear how it could work. Another poll suggests bad news for President Biden's re-election effort. NBC News says he has lost significant support among young voters. And it could cost you this holiday season if you want to return something that you purchased online. A lot of challenges for, I think, the economy as a whole, and that's affecting retailers as well. So this is just something that's yeah, it's just not profitable to for them to cover these returns themselves. There's just been a lot of pressure on profitability lately as we're seeing that, especially now as we're seeing demand for these sort of discretionary products are waning. Bailey Schultz at USA Today on the farewell to free returns. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter has died at age 96. According to the Carter Center, a nonprofit founded by Mrs. Carter and the former president, she had entered hospice care recently at home in Plains, Georgia. She died yesterday with her family by her side. Her husband, Jimmy Carter, a Democrat, served as president from 1977 to 1981. He and his wife were the longest married U.S. presidential couple, having wed in 1946 when he was 21 and she was 18. Mrs. Carter was a longtime advocate for mental health care. Here are remarks at the University of New Mexico 11 years ago. I put some of the blame on all of this, on stigma. It's the biggest obstacle to helping people with mental illness. It keeps people from seeking help. They don't want to go because they don't want to be labeled mentally ill. Her family in May disclosed she had dementia. Jimmy Carter, who's 99, is himself in hospice care. Mrs. Carter was often invited to sit in as an observer at cabinet meetings and political strategy talks. Mr. Carter said he shared almost everything with her except top secret material. U.S. officials are indicating that a hostage deal is getting closer between Israel and Hamas under the latest offer being negotiated through Egypt, Qatar, and the U.S., Hamas would release a number of women and children kidnapped during its terror attack on Israel last month for around the same number of Palestinian women and children held in Israeli prisons. But Israel and Hamas still disagree on how long the pause in fighting should last. U.S. Deputy National Security Advisor John Finer on ABC's This Week. These talks uh, have clearly reached a, a very sensitive stage. We're following this uh, minute by minute, hour by hour, and have been over a number of, of weeks. Uh, and this is uh, an incredibly high priority for all of us in this administration. About 240 hostages were taken during Hamas's deadly cross-border rampage into Israel on October 7th, which prompted Israel to invade the tiny Palestinian territory to wipe out the Islamist group. Meanwhile, Hamas and local witnesses tell Reuters that militants are waging guerrilla-style war in pockets of the densely populated north, including parts of Gaza City. Authorities in Tennessee say a man who fatally shot four people and seriously injured another during a domestic incident has died of a self-inflicted gunshot while on the run. Memphis police say they found 52-year-old Mavis Christian Jr. in his car during a manhunt following the shootings at three locations in Memphis Saturday night that left three women and a teenage girl dead and critically wounded another teen girl. Police Department spokesman Chris Williams. We must do better. 
uh, as a community, it takes all of us, not just the police, not just the community, but we have to work together to stop senseless acts of violence. Officers first responded to a report of a shooting on Howard Drive. Police uh, found a woman with an apparent gunshot wound who was pronounced dead at the scene. Investigators then determined there were two other earlier connected fatal shootings at different locations. At one, a woman and a 13-year-old girl were killed and a 15-year-old girl was critically wounded. Another woman was found fatally shot at a separate location. Police say Mr. Christian is a known relative of the victims. Hey, it's Gordon Deal, your personal HelloFresh holiday helper. Seriously, make your holiday festivities stand out with HelloFresh with over 45 scrumptious recipes that will impress at your party. This season, indulge in the joy of cooking made simple. HelloFresh delivers right to your door so it's convenient and saves time. And with the very specific step-by-step instructions from HelloFresh, it's easy for someone with zero kitchen skills like me to follow along. Make it the tastiest holiday season yet with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets me ditch the store run. No stressing about running back and forth or worrying about forgetting something. Their farm-fresh and pre-portioned ingredients make cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free and use code Gordon Free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free with the code Gordon Free. Unleash the tasty seasonal flavors from America's number one meal kit. Order HelloFresh today at HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Monday. Democrats were already distraught at a recent New York Times poll showing former President Trump outpacing President Biden in five of six swing states likely to determine the winner of next year's presidential election. Now, an NBC News poll out yesterday shows Mr. Biden's approval rating has declined to 40 percent, the lowest level of his presidency. But the 2024 election is still 12 months away and a lot could change Here's Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. Rick, one thing to watch is prices. The problem is most of the things that went up in price have not gone back down in price. Um, we're just seeing smaller price increases year over year, and all the price increases from 2021 and 2022 are still there. Now, are we going to get actual deflation? In other words, are, are some things going to come down in price and kind of go back to where they were? Some things are. Uh, we are seeing signs that um, goods, um, whether it's um, electronics or food uh, or appliances, um, some, th- some goods actually are getting cheaper. We've seen a big drop in shipping rates uh, for stuff that's imported. That's important because we buy a lot of imported stuff, and if the cost of getting it here is actually going down, that will show up in, uh, in, the, in the actual cost of things at the retail level. So we will see some... Some price declines there. Food is an important one. Yeah. Not sure we're going to see. Not sure we're going to see actual price declines in in food overall. But certainly some things could come back down uh, by a little bit and end the sticker shock in the grocery aisle. And then the, the other thing that's really important is housing, and mostly that's rent. Um, there are signs that um, rents are coming down, and that is, that is for people who are signing new leases. Um, so if you're locked into a lease a year or longer. You're not, you know, your lease isn't, your rent isn't going to come down while you're still in the lease. Right, right, but right. when you do lease, you might uh, be pleasantly surprised that um, it's not going up and it might actually be coming down a little bit. We're speaking with Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. He's written a piece called Three Things That Could Break Biden's Way. Um, another one, too, the end of the Israel-Hamas war, I guess, could help. 
Yeah, this this obviously is upsetting a lot of people. I mean, even if you, you know we're not directly involved here in the United States, lucky for us, um, it's very upsetting to people because people just think that the world is blowing up and it's de- you know it has a destabilizing effect on consumer attitudes. And there is some evidence that uh, the way people feel about just things going on in the world does actually translate into lower consumer confidence and a worse attitudes about the overall U.S. economy, even if that's not the case. So most people who are following this war are saying it's going to last a while, but it's not going to last years. Um, it's going to last um, weeks or months, um, and then there's going to be some kind of very tentative ceasefire. So if you just fast forward a year from now, when the election actually takes place, it's possible that the uh, hostilities have settled. Um, I, peace is not going to break out in the Middle East. I mean, we know that for a fact. But maybe there's not this shooting war that is so upsetting and um, driving people apart, whether you, whether you support Israel or the Palestinians uh, and, and, you know, all the fights over that. So that, that could simmer down. I mean, you know, you, you're, you're always taking a risk if you predict peace rather than war. But um, this, the shooting war between Israel and Hamas is probably not going to last a year, and it could be sort of over within a, a couple of months. Yeah. You reference to that uh, stabilizing oil prices may play a role here. But one other thing I want to ask you about, though, that that's not going to break his way, I presume, is that he just sometimes to voters appears old and frail. No, he's not going to get younger by, <laughs> by the 2024 election. That That is sure. I mean, that that is just a built in liability for Biden. Um, he just has to work against that. You know, the, if Donald Trump is his uh, opponent, what Biden does have going for him is that Trump is starting to look kind of old and tired himself. Uh, and there are a lot of videos now circulating, circulating on social media of Trump messing up, uh, you know, forgetting what city he's in and um, mistaking the leader of one country for another and getting names wrong and stuff like that. So um, it could be sort of the, um, the uh, geriatric follies during the, <laughs> during the next 12 months. Um, and, you know, so maybe it doesn't. Biden's not going to get younger, but maybe he he looks okay relative to Trump. Thanks, Rick. Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. Nineteen minutes now after the hour on this morning, America's first news. Here's Jennifer Kashenka. And now the three big things you need to know. Number one, Rosalind Carter, the Georgia-bred former first lady and humanitarian who championed mental health care and provided constant political counsel to her husband, former President Jimmy Carter has died at the age of 96, First Lady Jill Biden. She was well known for her efforts on mental health and caregiving and women's rights. So I hope that uh, during the holidays, uh, you'll consider saying you include the Carter family in your prayers. The Carters earned admiration for their humanitarian projects after they left the White House. They were closely linked with Habitat for Humanity, considered by the charity to be, quote, tireless advocates, active fundraisers, and some of our best hands-on construction volunteers. Number two. Israel and Hamas are closing in on an internationally brokered deal to pause fighting and free some of the 240 hostages taken by the militant group. Israeli ambassador to the U.S. Michael Herzog on ABC. The less uh, we go into the details, the better the chances of such a deal. But they are very serious efforts, and I'm hopeful that... uh, 
We can have a deal in the coming days. The hostage talks brokered by Egypt, Qatar and the U.S. have moved in fits and starts for weeks and represent the most active channel of diplomacy since Hamas's October 7th attacks and the launch of an Israeli military campaign that has claimed more than 13,000 lives. Number three. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin made an unannounced visit to Kyiv today in a high-profile push to keep money and weapons flowing to Ukraine, even as U.S. and international resources are stretched by new global risks raised by the Israel-Hamas conflict. Austin is scheduled to meet with senior Ukrainian officials and publicly press Ukraine's urgent military needs as it enters another tough winter of fighting. Airlines expect record travel demand this Thanksgiving. The TSA expects to screen 30 million passengers from November 17th through the 28th, the most ever. The Sunday after Thanksgiving expected to be the busiest day during the period. Shane Carter is spokesman for Clinton National Airport in Little Rock, Arkansas. We've seen the lines in the TSA checkpoint slow down because passengers are bringing oversized liquids. Remember, those liquids in your carry-on bag must be 3.4 ounces or less. The holiday period kicks off nearly a year after a winter storm triggered thousands of flight cancellations around Christmas last year. And I do not want to travel this period. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. Sending back a disappointing gift this holiday season may cost you. About 40% of retailers are charging return fees this year. It's a story by Bailey Schultz, consumer news reporter at USA Today. Bailey, what's trending? Yeah, so we are seeing more retailers are changing their policies where if you buy something from them online, you don't love it, you want to return it, it's going to cost you now. Or maybe it'll take off like five, seven dollars uh, from, from your return just to handle those shipping costs. Um, but but yeah, this this is a change for consumers who for, for a long time have been used to sort of mailing these returns back for free. Yeah. Why the change? Yeah. So uh, just, just overall, it, it's been... Uh, lot of challenges for I think the economy as a whole and that's affecting retailers as well so um, yeah this is just something that yeah it's just not profitable to uh, have for them to cover these retails or for them to cover these returns themselves um, and so yeah there's just been a lot of pressure on profitability lately as we're seeing that especially now as we're seeing demand for these sort of discretionary products are waning operating costs are going up so this is one way for for retailers to sort of help those margins yeah it does it mostly have to do with clothing or not necessarily we are seeing a lot of this with those sort of clothing retailers where i have in my story kind of a list of some examples of okay here's some of the retailers you're seeing charging a fee to return um and so uh yeah like abercrombie and fitch is on that list uh h&m is on that list so i think that makes sense as far as the when people order online, I think clothing is kind of a typical thing where you, you get in the mail, you have to try it on physically, see if it works out or not. Um, it, it's harder to know if you'll like a product when it's that sort of apparel item um, and you have to try it on. So that that leads to more instances where people are willing to return those items. Yeah, we're speaking with Bailey Schultz, consumer news reporter at USA Today. Her piece is called Goodbye Free Returns. Retailers are tacking on mail-in fees. So what does that mean for us as as consumers? What, what do we need to consider here? Yeah, so I, I think what I was told by experts is just uh, this is sort of making a lot of re or a lot of consumers just more hesitant to buy products or maybe they're thinking things through more so these days before clicking that buy button. Um, and the interesting thing is overall maybe that's 
good for the environment where this leads to less waste in landfills from returns. This leads to less uh, carbon dioxide emissions from having to ship these products back and forth. So that's at least one positive from this, but overall for, for the consumers and from their perspective, this is a little bit of a, a pain point as far as making that uh, process a little more tricky when you're buying and returning. Yeah, where's Amazon on this? Yeah, so Amazon, interesting enough, uh, you do have to pay a $1 fee for some returns made at UPS stores. Um, but one thing to remember with all of this is that for a lot of these stores, if you don't want to mail it back and, and pay that fee, uh, going to the store in person a lot of times is still free. So, oh, so okay. going back to Old Navy or whatever retailer you buy it from in person, that's free. Even Amazon, you can still make free returns at places like Whole Foods, certain Kohl's locations, whatnot. Got it. All right. So you referenced uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. What are some of the other retailers who were jumping on this bandwagon? Yeah. So there, there's a decent sized list at this point. And so um, if you're curious when you're buying, um, a lot of these retailers have uh, information on their return policies online. So it's easy to find. But um, yeah, Abercrombie, American Eagle Outfitters, Dillard's, uh, JCPenney, Kohl's. I'm kind of just going through the list of my story right now, but um, it, it's definitely becoming more common these days. So I would say if you're if you're wondering, okay, am I going to be able to return this item easily or will I have to pay anywhere from like a little over three bucks to like up to, I'm seeing $12 for some. Um, yeah, just, just take a look at that website before you click buy. Thanks, Bailey. Bailey Schultz, Consumer News Reporter at USA Today. Exclusive stories and unique perspectives. You're listening to America's First News this morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for being with us. Welcome into Monday, November 20. Gordon Deal, Jennifer Koshenka, some of our top stories and headlines. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter has died at 96. If they could agree on how long to pause fighting, Israel and Hamas might have an agreement on releasing hostages. Eagles and Chiefs in Monday Night Football this evening. Taylor Swift and Morgan Wallen, the big winners at the Billboard Music Awards. The University of North Carolina won another field hockey national championship, this time under a head coach who's just 23 years old. And the boy who commits to 10 acts of kindness for his 10th birthday. That story in about 20 minutes. This portion of the program is brought to you by Discover. Discover wants everyone to feel special with live 24-7 customer service. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Low-wage workers were the labor market's surprise winners of the past few years. As employers clamored to hire from a limited pool of workers, Americans in lower-paying industries gained leverage to obtain some of the largest pay raises and perks. Government relief during the pandemic padded those workers' finances. But Amara Amokwe says now that leverage is weakening. Amara, explain. So really, it's kind of a weakening in some of the trends that we were seeing as we initially came out of the pandemic. So what we saw was that in a very tight labor market, low-wage workers were some of the biggest winners. They were able to score these really uh, big pay gains. They were able to score perks. And what we're seeing now is that as the labor market has loosened up a little bit and people are more available to work, some of that leverage that lower wage workers had is weakening a little bit. So their pay increases are slowing down. Um, and so what that could mean, economists say, is that 
this strong surge in the strong streak in consumer spending that we've been seeing could could soften a little bit as lower wage workers perhaps pull back and as consumers in general pull back we could see that streak uh, cool down a little bit wow all right so explain kind of how that that ripples out then if the low wage workers aren't making gains and then consumer spending begins to slow Right. So one thing that's really held up consumer spending this year is the fact that we have seen uh, wage, we have seen strong wage gains. They've slowed as the year has continued, but still pretty good. And what we actually started to see around mid-year was that wage gains started to outpace inflation. So with high inflation sort of in recent years, that was really eating into people's wage gains such that people weren't kind of beating inflation. But this year that has turned around a little bit. So as people's wage growth starts to slow, and if that means people are borrowing more, maybe feeling not as optimistic as, as they have in recent months, that could possibly mean that we'll see a slowdown in consumer spending, which in turn would um, would cool off the economy a little bit because we know that one major driver of economic growth is consumer spending. That's the theory, at least from economists. We'll see if it actually uh, proves true. We're speaking with Amara Amokwe, economics reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Her story is called The Low Wage Pay Surge is Over, Threatening the Consumer Boom. Uh, this mostly leisure and hospitality folks, like who, who, who are we looking at here? Yeah, so leisure and hospitality is uh, is often looked at as a proxy for low wage earner for low wage work because often uh, people who work in that industry don't have uh, very high wages. And so uh, leisure and hospitality, retail, those kinds of jobs, that's what we're talking about. I will say one thing that could be a silver lining, uh, we, talk, we talked to some economists who, do it, who did a study about how low wage uh, earnings have kind of evolved as we emerged from the pandemic. And what they said was those strong wage gains that low wage earners saw uh, really kind of helped reduce wage inequality between the bottom uh, earning workers and the top. And although uh, low wage low wage earners are seeing their their gains slow down, we're not seeing that wa- that narrowing in wage inequality reverse. So that could be something positive going forward. What are some of the things that these companies are saying on their calls? Like a reference to McDonald's. I think you had maybe Coles in there. Yeah, McDonald's, Foot Locker, Gap. These are some of the companies in recent months who have talked about that low uh, that low income income consumer and how they're starting to see weakness um, in uh, from that segment of the population. So, um, for instance, Foot Locker talked about on their most recent earnings call about how uh, the the macro macro conditions kind of weighed on low income consumers and made uh, for a weaker than expected back to school season. Um, Gap also said that it was seeing uh, uh, lower demand from low income consumers and that that um, kind of impacted the Old Navy brand, which is uh, is seen as a value brand. And so you do see uh, uh, corporate America kind of talking about this slowdown in the low income consumer. And that kind of corresponds to what we're talking about the slowdown and kind of the wage growth that they're seeing as well. What's the credit cards angle that you mentioned in your story? Yeah, so one thing economists are talking about is this idea that um, the strong, as we've been talking about, the strong uh, streak of consumer spending is not likely to continue. And one way they're kind of looking at that is, is looking at borrowing and looking at how much people are borrowing and whether people are falling behind when they do borrow. And so what we saw 
what what the New York Fed is reporting is that borrowing is increasing, credit card borrowing is increasing, and that uh, delinquency. So people who are you know newly behind thirty days or more on their credit cards um, is also increasing, particularly fast for low-income consumers. Thanks, Amara. Amara Amokwe, reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Welcome into Monday. It is time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, it's the time of the year when deliveries start showing up at our doorsteps at a frenetic pace, but not all deliveries are wanted or even explainable. Let's start with a mysterious delivery in Massachusetts. A woman got several boxes delivered to her home on Cape Cod recently and said the first few were nothing out of the ordinary. Then she picked up a box that was oddly very heavy. When she opened it up, she realized that it was a box full of scratch-off lottery tickets worth $20,000. She then checked the address on the box and discovered it was intended for a nearby market. Instead of trying to scratch her way to millions, she decided to return the tickets to their rightful owner, which was the right move for more than one reason. A lottery spokesperson said the tickets would be worthless without being activated by a retail agent. If you scratched off a winner and tried to take it to a store to claim your prize, it would be flagged by the system and you'd go home empty-handed. I didn't realize that 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 was kind of like a built-in security feature. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess in case they get lost or something in in a situation like this, they know which which numbers were delivered to which places, and then I guess they could just put it in the system that they got lost or stolen, and then uh, nobody would be able to win them. Bummer, because that's like a $20,000 investment. Uh, yeah, like, essentially for you made on your behalf when these <laughs> right. lottery tickets get delivered to you. Right. And you can spend hours and hours, I guess, days trying to uh, 20, 000, find a winner. Yeah, probably take a while. You do all that. You, you win a million bucks and you walk in and it's no good. Yeah. yeah. I, I get, you probably don't deserve If you're kind of that no, dumb <laughs> to think that that scheme is going to work, then right. you, you kind of deserve to have everybody laugh at you. Uh, okay. Store That's fair. Yes. Tickets in. Very fair. And uh, for most people, finding boxes from Target on their doorstep is a happy moment, but not for Kelly Witter. Kelly, for the past year, has been the victim of a bizarre mix-up where packages from Target that she didn't order continued to be delivered to her Minnesota home. And this isn't just one or two boxes at a time. Kelly told local TV last week in the span of four days, 140 packages were dropped on her doorstep. She says she's reached out to Target to resolve the problem and has been told it will be fixed, but that's obviously not the case. The nightmare started, she says, when Kelly ordered a single pair of eyeglasses through Target's website and then began receiving glasses meant for other people around the country. Last Monday, after coming home from a weekend getaway, she arrived to find 133 packages waiting for her piled up from over the weekend. As a result, Kelly says she has box rage, saying she doesn't have time to deal with all these boxes, break down the cardboard, etc., Target says they're still working on trying to resolve the issue, and in the meantime, they're donating all of the glasses to charity. My goodness. So they're <laughs> all glasses yeah. that she's received? Yeah, just boxes full of glasses. Jeez. So not even anything that you can necessarily use or keep, right? They're right. glasses with prescriptions yes. meant for other people. So it's as useless as it could possibly be. Right. So not Target, something you could keep. Sometimes like if you get a couple of these boxes, right, Amazon, or say, just just keep it, you know, yeah. we'll write it off or whatever. Not yeah. with eyeglasses. It's, this it's, is of no help. Yeah. I don't have Target. It's like, look, we we had, we can't stop them from being delivered, but we'll pick them up and, and bring them to charity for you. That's the best we can do in this situation. But, but Target's based in Minnesota. I Wanna know. Figure this out, Target. <laughs> Come on, people. Thanks for being with us. There is a lot that comes with playing host for a large family affair like Thanksgiving. Fox News has a handful of ways you can put money right back in your pocket. And, of course, possibly save for Christmas when hosting Thanksgiving dinner. Number one, stick to what you know. 
From a financial perspective, trying new recipes could result in a lot of wasted ingredients if what you try to create doesn't quite turn out the way you planned. Number two, share the responsibility. Don't be afraid to reach out to guests and ask them to bring a dish. Number three, create the menu before you shop. Number four, limit last-minute purchases. That's because the price of staple Thanksgiving items may go up and be in very limited quantities too close to the holiday. Number five, try BYOB. Buying alcohol for guests can be an enormous expense. Eight minutes in front of the hour on This Morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. U.S., Israeli, and Hamas negotiators are closing in on a deal to release some hostages taken during the October 7th terror attack in exchange for a pause in fighting. Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut on NBC. The release of the hostages is an imperative, and Americans must be included. I think we're closer than ever, but close is still no deal, and verification and enforcement are key sticking points that need to be overcome. Meanwhile, the Israeli military released a clip of what appeared to be a tunnel it says spans over 50 meters and is beneath the largest medical facility in the Gaza Strip. Number two. A Tennessee man accused of killing several women and girls across Memphis in three separate shootings on Saturday was found dead yesterday morning after a multi-agency manhunt. Memphis police say 52-year-old Mavis Christian Jr. was found dead from what appeared to be a self-inflicted gunshot wound inside the car he used to flee each shooting. Christopher Williams, a spokesman for the Memphis police. It breaks my heart. These are somebody's kids, sisters, um, aunts. These are people, real people. We have to do better. Of the four victims who died, one is believed to be the suspect's sister, another his ex-wife. A fifth person is in critical condition. Number three. At least 21 people have died in the Dominican Republic after heavy rain over the weekend displaced thousands of residents. Rain caused flooded homes, power cuts, and damaged bridges and roads. The Dominican president called it the largest rainfall event ever in the country's history. I want my enemies to see a rainbow of destruction engulfing the world. The Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, topped the box office this weekend with $44 million in ticket sales, a low for films carrying the Hunger Games in the title. The family-friendly Trolls World Tour was second with $30.6 million, followed by the Marvels and the R-rated slasher Thanksgiving. Who's behind some of the retail theft we keep hearing about? Young people. A new survey from LendingTree finds one in three young shoppers has admitted to giving themselves a five-finger discount at self-checkout counters, 30 percent of Gen Z consumers have stolen items from self-checkout kiosks compared to 15 percent of consumers of any age. Although some respondents said they regretted having sticky fingers, 44 percent plan to steal continually from self-checkout kiosks. 37 percent said they would do so to save money on groceries or health care goods. Oh, my goodness. Oops. Stop doing this. Thanks, Jen. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermal regulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, TryMiracle.com. 
com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Thanks for being with us. Max Razor was at his grandmother's house when a story came on the news about a San Francisco man who had attempted to do 30 acts of kindness in the year before he turned 30. Well, Max was glued to the TV. It detailed a guy named Brian Siliakos. So Max, who's nine, said he wanted to do something similar for his 10th birthday. The family reached out to Mr. Siliakos, who suggested they partner to make sandwiches to feed the homeless. Max used birthday money to purchase bread, cheese, turkey, and ham to make 100 sandwiches. Mr. Siliakos got another 100 donated. Then they deliver them to a shelter. Well, Max now says he's planning to do a drive for warm coats in early December. He also hopes to convince friends on his hockey team to join him for a weekend cleanup of area beaches. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News. 